and we're back on the Players Podcast Australia. How was that for a different introduction? Yeah, I loved it, Jeremy. You're really just coming up with all these creative ideas and stuff. Just, it's great. Just trying to do something different, man. It is Jeremy. I am one of your hosts and my co-host, Miggy G, aka Michael Gain, is here and we are back with a brand new rap. No, we're back with another podcast. And this is this this one's a sleeper, man. I know a lot of you are gonna be like, oh, it's a clothes podcast. Why do we want to hear about an umpire? But Tom West is an absolute dude. And also, I actually think you really, really want to hear this. Uh it's it's gonna have some interesting things in here. So there you go. That uh that's what we're doing today. We're gonna have a chat with uh ABL and minor league uh, baseball umpire Tom West as Mick pulls out his six iron microphone. Ladies and gentlemen, the six iron microphone is back. There we go. Big news. It's back. It's back in business. Well, before we get too far down the rabbit hole of obviously talking with uh, with umpire Tom West, we are going to talk about our sponsors. Yes, the guys at on deck baseball that's right on deck baseball.com.au check it out these guys have been powering the pod look back in the day when we first started before on deck were on there was only a couple episodes but miggy g and i we didn't have these lush microphones that make us sound all nice right we actually had to use or mick actually had to use as he's tapping right now you can't see it these guys can't see it mick but they'd be hearing it it'd be like this because yeah, miggy g is just using his six iron microphone but when but when just what, just I'm just trying to see if it works, it doesn't work anymore. It doesn't work anymore, man. There's no, no power cord, so it's not even connected to your computer. But when the guys at on deck came on board, hey, they bought us a microphone each. They looked after us. They sorted us out, and we cannot be more grateful for the guys at on deck baseball. So what we want you guys to do is check it out. If you're in the market for a custom gloves, some batting gloves, man, you got to go and check these guys out. They got uniforms. They do the whole kit and caboodle. Everything there at ondeckbaseball.com.au check it out man and if you haven't already check out their, their instagram because that's it you can see all of the custom gloves the hide that they've been doing for these guys around the league absolutely man like that's it like just check it out at on deck baseball check it out on instagram you're going to see all the sick gloves all the variations that they've been doing it's really cool and hey we appreciate those guys for powering the pod ski and actually i really appreciate it because then i don't have to watch mick play around with this stupid six iron anymore and we can actually have good quality sound it's actually really nice it's lovely do you have anything to say on that no i agree uh talking into the microphone um and is much nicer than talking into my six iron so it's been great (laughs) there you go that is that man another thing we better say we just want to say thanks to our other sponsors who are the baseball experts yeah the guys at Fielder's Choice. So uh, we are actually going to do it around the horn this week, uh, or this episode, I should say. Uh, just because it hasn't been too much, we could do a preview of the games coming up, but uh, I don't think I don't think we're going to be uh, dropping a few more pods in, in, in the near future. So I don't think we need to, uh, to be, be doing too much in the preview way. But we do want to give it a shout out to the guys from Fielder's Choice. Yeah, the baseball experts. That's right. Check out their website, www.fielders.net, because... As we've told you, the Box 20, which is their Boxing Day sale, has been extended. Mick, I'm talking. I'm doing a read. Did you say Box 20? Box 20? Yeah, the Box 20 coupon. Box 20. Yeah, Yeah. the Box 20. 
the box 20 coupon sale has been extended all of january because that's this month january all right now what do you all you got to do is go onto their website www.fielders.net and click on the box 20 coupon sale you'll see all of the uh items that they've got on there on this on the coupons page right and you know what's going to happen there do you know what's going to happen miggy you're going to tell these people what they're going to get uh 33% off oh you've done it in an english accent you've done all right there hadn't you you've done all yeah. right blimey i've got an english mate right i've got an english mate and and him and his wife they're english and i take my friends around there and and i took my girlfriend around there and she didn't know she didn't know and i just started talking to him like this and she's like do we all have to start talking like this to these people <laughs> That's actually a true story. That's actually a true story. So yeah, uh, 33% off. Your, your English accent's not bad. Yours is actually pretty good. Yeah, I'm proud of you. 30, That's good. 33% off. You, you sound like some sort of geezer. You're some sort of geezer. Oh, this is probably the best or the worst ad we've ever done. But this is for all the guys at fielders.net. All right, 33% off. Yeah, you get 33% off. Yeah, that's it. Oh, no, it's actually not. What else do they get, Mick? Tell them. Uh, shipping is free 99 Yeah, free 99 Also one of my favorite things to say. Shipping is mm. free 99 Free shipping on all orders on the Box 20 coupon sale as well as 33% off. That's right. So get there. Go and, go and check out the website, www.fielders.net, no.au. There's no.au on the end. It's just fielders.net. The baseball experts, Fielder's Choice Australia. Uh, get it. There you go. Maybe we could do it in dumb accents nice. next time. Yeah, maybe we, we might have it. to do a pleat. We might have to do a, like a Peaky Blinders episode or something. <laughs> Peaky Blinders episode. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe, maybe not. Maybe they'll never want us to talk about yeah, that product literally, ever again. <laughs> <laughs> there is a very good chance that we've become banned yeah from, we, uh, we won't have sponsors next week actually the on deck guys yeah. they'll, they'll just laugh it off and i reckon the uh, i reckon the fielders guys will probably enjoy that but who knows let's just wait and see ride the wave ride the wave uh yeah there you go so that's that i don't have anything else to talk about in this introduction do you <laughs> i'm, nah, keeping, it I got I'm keeping everything yeah. this is the best intro we've done this is fun nah, uh, i'm I'm, re- I'm ready you're ready to go? You want to drop it? To no, no, the, I'm uh, ready. I'm ready for the episode. Yeah. You want to drop it to the interview? Do you want to do it? Oh, yeah. Sit back, relax, as we talk to Tom West, ABL umpire. That was that was actually pretty bad. That was bad. Nah, I shouldn't say that because I don't want to wreck your confidence. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. That was good. Do it nah, again. That was pretty nah, bad. Again, do it again. One more time. End it. Ah. Sit back, relax, and enjoy as we talk to... Who was it, Mick? Tom West. Oh, no, I've wrecked him. I've wrecked him. This is... I honestly believe this This will be... This was one of my favourite episodes so far. And and that's saying something because, man, we've had some crackers. But uh, but talking with Tom, man, seriously, just getting that insight, like things that you don't even think of, you're like, what? Like, what? You, you, you'll see as this interview goes on. But uh, sit back, relax, and enjoy as we talk to Tom West, Australian Baseball League umpire and minor league baseball. We're not doing him justice. We're not doing him justice. We're not doing it. We're going to do it properly. It's Tom West on the Players Podcast Australia. Hey, guys. Welcome back to the Players Podcast Australia. 
My name's Jeremy. Miggy G is here, and we're not going to waste any time. We're just gonna we're just gonna get straight into it. Who is on deck? Who we got? Tom West, ABL umpire, uh, 2004 under 14 diff two Padre Tread, most improved. Probably talking my accolades right there as well. <laughs> What's higher, uh, ABL umpire or 2012 most improved? Oh, I don't know. I, like I said, that was the peak in my career. Like, got told at a long, young age, like under 14s, like you're gonna be a great umpire one day. Yeah, fair, fair. Is that was that was that on the, on the trophy? You're gonna be a great umpire. I think so. I think Stop like playing. 13 years old. Yeah, 13 years old. Like, find something else, buddy. Like, this is not for you. Ah, uh, well, at least someone told you that, and they didn't keep uh, making you play or letting you play, pumping his pumping, pumping your, your tires, tires like us. <laughs> <laughs> that's right we do have tom west here on the podski man you're an abl umpire you're you're a, you're a minor league baseball umpire i what how let's just get straight how did you start this what happened what was the yeah, first nah, step like, like i said yeah not very good at uh playing uh no nah, i was all right i think like play growing up like very similar both you guys though in the sense where come from big baseball family like um, mum and dad always volunteering down the club. Like I know both, you know, your parents and whole family, like super involved in, in, in baseball down in, in Final Coast. And it was like that my mum and dad and family growing up uh, in Redcliffe and um, got shafted onto, you know, a T-ball game to umpire at like 12 years old and just was volunteering through that and sort of after uni, it, it sort of became a bit more serious. They sent me over uh, after many uh, state titles and nationals over the states and did the, the five-week camp over there, followed by another two-week course. And then here I am uh, 10, years, 10 years later now, um, wow. just about. So um, done 30-plus states uh, overseas. Uh, so even though I haven't had to do that, uh, that gap year backpacking uh, over Europe, um, Certainly ticked off a few places in the States, which is really cool. And yeah, love, loving every minute of it still. So pretty lucky. That's sick, man. That's so cool. 30 States. Like, wow. I, um, you actually, you actually share something uh, very similar with my father, although you guys probably did it about 40 to 50 years, uh, <laughs> probably not 40 to 50, let's say 30 years difference in age. Um, you both went to Jim Evans Umpires Academy. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. I went to one of the last years. Actually, so yeah. like your old man um, going over there, one of many um, people from Queensland that went to that umpire school, albeit um, not looking, not everyone goes over there looking for a professional job. Just most of the guys go over there get an umpire a bit older and want to become better umpires for Claxton Shield and now ABL and um, or even just club ball. And uh, so I was pretty lucky that a lot of guys that were being taught by not just in Queensland, but in Australia have gone over there and, and done like this five week umpire boot camp, pretty much, you know, like 10, 10, 12 hours a day, six days a week. It's pretty full on um, intensive learning and, um, had a bit of a leg up, you know, in that sense where guys have been there and done that and been told and taught that way, sort of like even as like a fresh-faced 14-year-old when I did my first, you know, level one course, you know, just to do, you know, juniors, little league or under 12s back then. And, um, 
Yeah, and and we've also got the link that uh, both our sisters are more successful baseball players than us. So that's kind of cool as well. Oh, Jez, your uh, audio's dropped out, man. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Um, yeah, sorry. That's all right. I, I, I actually hit mute. Uh, what a peanut! What an just with, ex- peanut. just with excitement, yeah. I was, I was actually super excited. I knew that. I knew that. I could see Mick. I see Mick's face drop. He's like, I can't hear anything, but can Westy hear something here? I'm gonna leave it in. I'm gonna leave it in. I don't even care. Um, it's. I was laughing really hard too, and it was. And it's true. It look. It's a savage, but it is. A, it is a true. It's a harsh burn, but it's very, very true. My sister is oh, far more successful. I've got two of them though. You've only got to deal with one. That's better than you. Both my sisters, and and not just better at me in baseball, but probably more successful in life. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, what I was, what I did say was, I'm actually proud as fuck of both my father and my sister for what they've accomplished in baseball. Because, uh, because like, uh, it's just go off on a tangent, but. It's interesting um, to look back on it because I was only a little kid when it happened. Um, and my dad actually went over there just as, like you said, you obviously went over there looking for a career or, a, you know, as a pathway. And dad went over as like a 50-year-old just to go over and um, just to be a better umpire. Like, who does that? And I mean, other than the fact that he want, I think he wanted to go to the States, to Florida for five weeks. But, you know, who, who, who does that? But like, that's just crazy. But it's, that's so cool. Like, so, so what was, so how old were you when you went to Jim Evans? I was so I just finished my uni degree, my undergrad. So the plan was um, out of high school. Uh, Mal Mackay sort of said he was the state director at the time. So like, hey, like you're pretty decent. This how about like um, after you finish your undergrad, which was business sport management, um, we send you off to the umpire school. So pretty much as soon as I graduated that in 2011, started 2012, went there, and um, out of that they pick like a top sort of 10% to go to this next, this two week course that, cause there are a couple of umpire schools. Uh, there was three that year the, before Jim Evans sort of uh, finished up after that year. Um, and then out of those two schools, they pick sort of like the top 30, 40 umpires to go into professional baseball. So. Is that, yeah, is that like P-Buck? They take you, yeah, so, take you on to P-Buck? Yeah. Yeah, back then it was P-Buck. They've rebranded now. It's just, it's it's another acronym, which is Professional Baseball Umpire Corporation. And now they've rebranded to Milbud, which is just um, minor league baseball umpire development. So okay. um, it could change in the near future. Like obviously a lot of happenings in the States this year with minor league and major league baseball. Um, but I'm led to believe it's staying the same for, for this upcoming season. So we'll see how it goes. Well, that's exactly something that, um, I mean, we're going to get into eventually. So may as well just jump straight into it now. Like, man, like you just had a year off. Like, uh, what was that like? What was that whirlwind like? Just finding out that, Hey, I'm not, I'm not doing my thing anymore. This is my career. This is my passion. What's, what was that like? Yeah. Well, I mean, like at the end of the day, so many more people have been impacted so much bigger than me. Like at least my career was put on hold, not sort of, completely scuttled by corona like it, it's hit so many people so hard but like um went over there uh like mid-march and this is like when corona was like it went from kind of like this oh there's this thing going around to this might be big like the, yeah. I think the nba if i was flying out the day the first nba game got cancelled like and yeah, so right. like 
we're on the plane that day it was kind of like oh what's going on like you know this is starting to get big like is stuff gonna shut down anyway um on the runway dead set on the runway um get a call from the head of minor league baseball umpire and he's like hey like are your bags on the plane yet by any chance and i'm like ah yeah he's like so you can't get them off i'm actually like about to take off he's like ah nah don't worry it's cool it's fine it'll be fine uh we'll talk when you land and i'm like so like this 16 hour flight from like (laughs) brisbane to la i'm just like what's going on like what's happening anyway i land in la and get a call like before my connecting flight i'm out to phoenix for arizona spring and and they're like yeah no we're not gonna play games we want to chuck in a flight back home um can you hop back on like tonight and i'm like oh can you just send me tomorrow morning? Like, I'm, I'm pretty, like, it's been a long day. Like, I've already got a combination book and stuff. I can get on the first flight tomorrow morning. And they're like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. So book me for a flight the next morning. Fly out. Dead set on at LAX to fly out the next day. And ScoMo sort of says, all right, anyone returning 14 days quarantine uh, as of midnight tonight. So I'm like, ah, so first day back in. So got over the States for so literally 24 hours, like, and 14 days quarantine, first flight back into Brisbane um, from overseas. It's that 5 a.m. one that lands in Brisbane. And uh, yeah, so a bit of a whirlwind. But, and then you just spent like the next two, three months like hanging on, like, is it going ahead? Is it not? Is it going to clear? Is it going to get worse? And obviously the season ended up getting cancelled and, and kind of related, but not necessarily related to that. My league baseball went through this massive restructure that they're looking at right now, getting rid of the short season and advanced rookie, which for all intents and purposes is, is also short season, getting rid of those 40-odd teams out of minor league baseball, which along with that is players, umpires, coaches. And mm. so there's still sort of, they're trying to finalise it the next couple of weeks, but there's still sort of 60-odd redundancies hanging over our heads. And yeah, not, that's not me. Uh, we'll find out in a couple of weeks. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Like it's 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 just yeah. Like there's no other way to describe it, is there? It's crazy. Like, and you know, I mean, there is a lot of that. But there's so I've got so many questions. I actually have so many questions for you um, because I think our listeners are gonna be like, "Wow, I didn't know, I didn't know I wanted to hear this so bad." I, I really think this is gonna be one of the they're, they're gonna go, "Oh, this guy's an umpire. Why would why would he be on there?" Nah, like you guys don't understand, like. One of the big things I want to ask you, right? And now, I mean, obviously we could go in, go through how, you know, you go through the ranks and all that kind of stuff. We, we And I, I do have some of that. But when I was just thinking about as you're talking, when you go over there, so you don't, do you report to like a spring, do you report to spring training or like a yeah, hub so somewhere? It, yeah, it, you're right. It's completely different like the players. So um, spring training and the season, completely sort of um, different, different bags. So like in the sense spring training you report to a team so all bar one year i've been i guess i can say lucky enough to report to the san francisco giants uh who um uh, i don't know if you have jj i know um uh, miggy g's gone over to um arizona a couple of times hey mick like it's yeah i've played at their complex and scottsdale is what a flex hey listen to (laughs) and scottsdale's like it's it's nice. great. It's it's so much. It's so much, and that city itself is fun. It's good to have a couple of beers out. You know, I've actually really been there. 
I've actually been there, guys. But oh, it was you have? A, I was yeah. on a it was on a Kentucky, but I brought that up in a prior episode and someone got angry at me. So just keep going. Not not a far north coast <laughs> development trip for nah. I was developing. I was definitely developing. I was uh I was in a smoker's section curls. of a of a place with uh called Denim and Diamonds with a bunch of Mexicans drinking piss on my birthday. Um, I was developing. Yeah, sorry, keep going. Sorry. Scott's no, no, you're right. right. Yeah, no. Not it, about fantastic. me. <laughs> So yeah, no, uh, you gotta you gotta do it with one team, and I think the, the other year, the one year I did it with uh, another team was um, uh, the Dodgers, uh, who are out in Glendale. Still a really cool complex, um, but you have a crew, uh, a triple A guy, double A guy, high A guy, low A guy, and then usually like a short season A guy. Um, so five a five man crew, generally speaking, um, one from every sort of classification except rookie ball. And you will just work um, their minor league spring. They have um, at any given time, they'll have their trips and dubs at home, the triple A and double A team at home or their high A, low A squad at home. So you will umpire every day, either of those two squads at home um, and they'll play like, you know, against um, the, the Diamondbacks, triple A and double A or whatever. And so you do that for 28 days or so. It's just umpiring games. Spring training is pretty much just, um, umpiring games for us we have another couple of things like rule tests like like fitness stuff and um, a, a few other little things we have to go through but it's pretty much just warm-up games and then once you get out for the season um, you spend your entire season on the road like no home base like because everyone's like oh where are you based in the states I'm like literally in a hotel anywhere for four or five days at a time for six seven months it's it's pretty crazy. So I spend that whole season with in double A and triple A, it's three men. So two other guys and you just better get along because you're doing 10 hour road trips together. <laughs> Unfortunately, separate rooms. That's the plus on the players. But um, yeah, you just got to get used to them because you're going to spend six months with these people. And yeah, pretty cool. But you're not, you're not catching a bus with teams. Like, are you guys driving yourselves around? Yeah, which is a which is a negative and a positive. Negative in the sense where you just can't like go to sleep. Like, well, certainly not all three. Like, um, between cities, you got to drive. Um, but it's a positive. You get your own vehicle like the whole season. You're in a foreign. That's the problem. If you're a player, right? You go on a road trip. Like, you're dictated a bit by your surrounding areas. And yeah, you can catch an Uber here and there. But like, if something's you can't do a day trip like an hour and a half away without getting a hire car or whatnot. So pretty lucky, like everywhere that I've traveled, I've really got to actually see and experience. Um, but yeah, no bus trips, just like, you know, you'd be doing overnight drives. Like, so most games, a series will finish at like 11 PM. The game might finish. You pack, shower, pack your bags, you're out by 11.30 and it might be a 400 mile road trip and you arrive in the next city nine eight nine a.m the next day and you're expected umpire like that afternoon so you just try and sleep through the day and hope you're sharp for that game that night so uh, yeah love it or leave it oh Crazy. man that's just that's rough that is that that's almost worse than that's almost worse than being a player because like you have to drive yourself it is a hundred percent worse than being a player that is so worse than being a player bro that's yeah, cause that's rough. Like at least if and you're then, a player, like and now they've got those sleeping buses. Sleeper buses, yeah. So you that's can you can full lay down on the bus and just sleep. Yeah, and then everyone is gonna chew your ass out if you're Tom for just blowing a call. Tom's had like two hours sleep. And he's like, Oh, sorry, man. Sorry I'm not on my game today. 
Is coffee like your best friend? Do you have a bunch of coffee spots like now? Oh, you've been you there for. You know what they're like in the states. They just have that just terrible black. You just get used to it. It becomes like a lifeblood. That terrible just black pot coffee all the time. Like it's everywhere. It's in every clubhouse, every cafe. They just pour it in for you. Like, yeah, you're right. You just run in a caffeine field season, pretty much. Oh man, that's crazy. Have you, uh, have you uh, had the chance to meet Angel Hernandez? You know what? I, I actually haven't met Angel. I've met like uh, maybe. 50 guy. I met Joe West, um, who was not like, yeah, big, big Joe, like came out, shook my hand, like (laughs) complete starkers in the, uh, in the change room one day. Uh, (laughs) uh, that was, that was really cool. Like, uh, and the big league, the big league umpires are great. Anytime you're you're in a city, you've got a day off and you go see a big league game, catch up with those guys. Like, they'll get you the best tickets available and they'll come and hang out with you after the game. Like it could, we finished a game at like, a big league game when extra innings one night. They didn't finish after a rain delay until like one in the morning and they they were pooped and they were still like, nah, let's go find somewhere, have a catch-up beer, talk baseball, talk like our careers going. Just super good guys. All like, you know, that's their job is to look like, you know, hard-ass and focused all the time and like, you know, sort of militaristic kind of attention to detail stuff. But off the field, they're just they're just regular blokes and they look up, everyone looks after you. Like there's so much love in the umpire community and yeah, it's a real sort of brotherhood. It's pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Uh, I don't think I, th- I actually know, I probably know way too many big league umpires. I think I was just thinking about, it, as you talk about, I was like, Laz Diaz. <laughs> I was like, have you met Laz Diaz? Uh, yeah, I've met Laz. Big, Jim, well, big Jim Laz Joyce. Came out, he did, he did the Sydney series. Um, oh. We actually took Laz out in Sydney uh, when he was over here for those Sydney series, he loved it. Like, you know, he just loves like dancing and you can imagine like, <laughs> yeah. you know, big guy, just like full of life. Like, uh, yeah. Um, you know, like guys, I, I mean, I don't want to like uh, name drop any guys into, <laughs> into trouble, but like a lot of them like just loved going out and having beers with, with the minor league guys and, and just reliving like that lifestyle on the road because, you know, once you get, get to the big leagues, whether you're a coach, player, umpire, like, you know, your career is fantastic. You get flown everywhere, bags carried everywhere. So it's reliving that grind in your 20s that they all love. Well, that's that's actually what we're finding as like, uh, obviously the grind is a recurring theme that we see on the podcast, but also like what we're seeing is that, yeah, like as competitive as it is, everyone is actually there to help you like as well. Like it's, it's, it's a real like weird thing because you know, all the guys are saying the same thing, man, you've just got to put yourself out there. Ask these guys for support, ask these guys for advice and they'll they'll give it to you. You know what I mean? And and it sounds like it's the same on the other side of the ball, being an umpire as well. You know, like if sure, if you went to one of those guys, they'd, you know, they're more than happy to, like you said, just sit down and have a chat and just talk baseball. And uh, that's really cool, man. That's unreal. Yeah, not just the umpiring thing, but, and I'm sure you've noticed this over the podcast, but just Australian baseball in general, like everyone's got each other's backs. Like everyone wants to see everyone succeed in everything. Like, I mean, so many times, like I'll be over in the States and, and like I'll like be in the same city as, as, you know, a, a player and, and they'll, like, it, there's always acknowledgement, like, hey, man, how you doing? How's life going? Hey, you know, like, let's catch up for, like, a beer or, or coffee or whatever, like, um, you know, unless you're, fun story, unless you're Dan McGrath. So Dan McGrath, 
Uh, he knows I've got a bone to pick with him every time I see him. So he uh, he was playing for Portland uh, for the last couple of years and pitching the absolute house down. Like, good on him. Um, good guy. Um, and uh, he got this thing uh, going in the, the Portland team where um, anyone that, that would see me would be like, oh, fuck off, you're the Queenslander. Like these American guys. So like, so like, like, you know, like I'd be like, Hey, Hey, Jose, how's, how's your day? He's like, fuck off Queenslander. And I'm like, Oh, great. Awesome. Fantastic. And uh, like this, this kid got promoted this one day, uh, Tori Lavello's kid, Nick Lavello. I uh, could promote, he's a second on first base. I'm like, Hey, Hey, Nick, uh, nice to meet you. I'm Tom, you know? Um, and he turns around and he's like, Oh, Hey Tom. Hey, it's real nice to meet you, but I'm really sorry. Uh, I got told to tell you fuck off Queenslander. Like, I was like, <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah, great. You're on as well. Anyway, um, one day we're in Portland and um, at the time, uh, Aaron Baines was playing for the Celtics, right? Aaron Baines, center, basketball player, uh, makes shitload of money. Uh, and he's thrown out the first pitch at the Sea Dogs game. And he's a Queenslander. He's a moron bar boy. So, um, I joke to the general manager. General manager comes to me and he's like, hey, one of your RC mates is throwing out the first pitch tonight, Aaron Baines. I'm like, yeah, superstar. I'm like, he's, you know, big deal. Like, I'm like, hey, he's a Queenslander. Like, let him know, like, if he wants to meet me, I'm in here. You know, like, you know, I'm a big deal back in Queens. Like, jokingly to this GM. <laughs> this GM is just like, oh, yeah, uh, okay. Anyway, like, 10 minutes later, like, like locker room door, bang, bang, bang open the door and there's like like five broadcast cameras around like this seven foot two guy big Aaron Baines and he's just like hey man I hear you're a Queenslander and just like walks in and like I gotta <laughs> shake his hand he just gives me a bear hug and I'm like like I mean I'm not the tallest guy in the world to begin with this guy is huge and like all these like people taking photos or something like I'm in my like my my undergear I'm like I hope this doesn't go badly go anywhere and um anyway uh he's like hey how should i throw the first pitch blah 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 i'm like man just chuck it in there he's like i'm like oh by the way when you go out there if you there's an australian guy his name's dan mcgraw he's been giving me shit about queensland telling like victoria can go fuck off and so he walks out to go throw the first pitch and uh he just he just uh dan meets dan mcgraw and he's like oh by the way fuck off victoria <laughs> dan's like oh what have you done you made an NBA player like hate me and yeah so I finally got my back on him which is fantastic that's awesome man that's so cool oh far out but yeah that's like the- every time you're over there like like seeing Australian guys is all like everyone knows everyone like over there there's always like it's it's cool to see those guys and like Sam Holland like the other day was saying he's like you know like uh, I don't think I've had anyone else buy my games in the States more than you. I must have. It's funny because we grew up playing for the Red Cliff Padres together and he's over there pitching with the Padres and the Angels. And, and I must have, uh, we worked out, I must have umpired like 60 or 70 games he pitched and he pitched in like, I think he said like 200 in his career. Like it really cool. Like that's, you know, it's, it's that small town, small community mentality and, and people just carry that on and, and I, I've listened to a couple of the episodes and guys talk about like 
um, the ABL, there's no like really like disharmony or anything like that in the ABL. Everyone's looking out for each other. And, and that ex- I think that extends not just to the players. I think that extends beyond the players to umpires, coaching staff, and even fans. I think that's something that's happened across a lot of sports and probably just like community in the last five to 10 years. Do you know what I mean? Like, and not, yeah. you know, not all examples, but I definitely noticed it in baseball as well. You know, like I've noticed even just club ball and stuff isn't as angry as it used to be, you know, like you get things now it's just, and you see that. And I think that's trickling down from things that you see in the big leagues. And then obviously, you know, you see in the ABL and whatever. And like you said, you know, but it'd have to be funny like that being over there. Like for a guy like uh, for Baines to see you and he'd be like, oh man, like just, I could feel that joy like of like, oh, you're from Queensland, you know, like he probably hasn't, yeah, it'd just be a good feeling for him. He'd be like, I haven't seen anyone or haven't, haven't been around Aussies for a while. It's just like, yeah, that'd be, that'd be pretty cool, I reckon. Yeah, yeah, that, that like long, I mean, yeah, what Australians are in the middle of nowhere, like Maine, like in, in the middle of summer, like what the hell are you doing in this spot? Like I'm about to throw a first pitch at a game that I've only ever watched on TV, and you know, like, yeah, no, nah, it's really cool. That's awesome. And so, well, um, yeah, go oh, sorry. Go. Oh, I was just going to say, um, so like, obviously when players here, um, you know, sign with a professional team, like we know that it's like you sign your minor league contract at seven years, but how does that work with umpires? Is yeah, that year to year or? Yeah, it's all year to year. And so it's all performance based, like, if you if you have bad bad year, you're done. Like there's no going down. There's no demotion. Um, there's certain there's an expectation that you <clears throat> will jump levels at a certain rate. So I'm going into my I was meant to go into my third year of AA, and you're meant to spend three years in AA. If you um, aren't ready to go up by the end of that third year, very very few guys won't get released. Um, so it's a year by year contract, and and yeah, it's cutthroat. Like so there's about 200, well, maybe this year, certainly prior, previously, there are like 200 minor league umpires, AAA all the way down to rookie ball. Um, I think a little bit more. And there's like one and a half on average job openings every year. So like you can be the th- like the third best umpire you know, all the way through the system, like just dominating like your, the people that you work with and there's just no job opening. And then after like three, four years in AAA, they're just like, ah, well, they're just never, guys just jumped you and there never was a job opening and, and that's it. Have, thanks for your service. Like super cutthroat, like uh, statistically harder to get from rookie ball to the big leagues as an umpire. There's no jumping levels or anything like that either. Um, but you can't think like that. You just got to like, you know, a lot of the time it's right person, right time. Um, you got to put yourself in that situation and go out and work every day. And, and, uh, and hopefully the, the big carrot comes knocking. That's a funny thing. And, and that you say that because we talk to players and guys that have made it to the big leagues have been like, yeah, you know, like I was in the right place at the right time. And like, maybe if I was in another organization, you know, I may not have made it to the big leagues because there wasn't those openings and, and whatnot. So it's, it's really cool to hear that. It's kind of like the same thing for an umpire as much as it sucks because, you know, everyone wants to be in the big leagues. Same, but very sure. different. Same, but same, no, it, it's pretty different. It, 
it's different because there's less jobs of being an umpire. There's only there's no second chances. That's the biggest thing. Is I love the story. Like like a guy like Chris Smith, uh, who used to play with the Bandits, played in the Pecos League, and the Pecos League is like you've hit the lowest point of professional baseball, right? That's that's the lowest independent league. <laughs> worked his way back up through the systems and got a shot with, I think it was the Blue Jays. Like play, went from club ball and the Pecos League all the way back up and played with the Blue Jays. But it's a second chance. Like you get released from A ball, it doesn't matter what level, you get released, you're done. There's no second organization or uh, unless you mm. speak really good Japanese, like you're not going anywhere else with your umpire. Yeah, and and you said the the expectations. Now, this is one of the things I really want to ask you about: is how they, how do they track you or grade you? Uh, what are the expectations? You know, like a player, like how do they scout you? Do they say, hey, you know, Michael Gain, ninety five plus fastball, uh, hundred plus change. Ratings. I'm giving you ratings, bro. I'm, I'm yeah. helping you out here. I'm pumping your tires a bit. Yeah. Uh, you know, Tom West. He was yeah, fucking hundred percent, hundred plus strike zone. Like, what? How, tell me about that. How are they grading? How are they rating? How's that look for you guys for the umpires? Yeah. So we have about it's about twenty five sort of different criteria, and it's all qualitative criteria. Um, nothing before the AAA call-up level is uh, quantitative, meaning nothing's based off the, your Z scored, like your, your strike zone calls or anything like that. Everything else is like we get assessed on stuff like uh, really subjective stuff like demeanor. Demeanor is one of our like uh, things that we get assessed on. And that's a really hard thing to measure. Like how do you improve demeanor and that different for different people? And if you're not an umpire, you don't really think about that stuff. Um, but oh great um but uh so for example if you're watching a, a game or you're playing a game nick right um mm. and i'm sure this has happened to you and before the games a pitch is even thrown someone comes out the plate meeting big pop belly like shirts kind of hanging out like like you know me. unshaven me. yeah, yeah. <laughs> basically me yeah yeah Right. You make a snap judgment straight away, right? Like you're, you're sort of going, man, look who we've got today. Like, whereas you look at like a, a tall authoritative guy who looks like he knows what he's doing. He comes at the plate in the back of your mind. Like you don't even know you're doing it. You make a snap judgment. Like, well, this guy's here to work. And, and those small, like subconscious, like judgments are made like throughout the course of the game. If someone looks like shit while they're doing it you're going to second guess every single thing they say and umpire development knows that like then no, there's no secret about it they're like hey tom you're like you're 510 like on, on a good day like how are you going to be an authoritative figure compared to this guy who's six four and you look at him and like like in the big leagues do you guys know uh ted barrett like big ex ex boxer yeah like, i think he was an amateur boxer when he was younger and you look at him and you're like I wouldn't argue with that guy, you know, he's huge, you know? So how do I give off a good demeanor, you know, and at the same time be approachable and, and, and have good game management skills. And, and then at the end, and then after all this stuff, worry about getting the call right as well, because that's what matters most at the end of the day, make the call right, but then look really good doing it. So we have these 25 criteria that sort of all lead to that type of stuff. Um, written rules, tests, uh, 
situation management, knowledge of the system. That's probably the biggest thing in umpiring that you don't understand um, if, you, if you're not an umpire is um, uh, getting calls right is sometimes you'll get a call right and you just would have got lucky. It's, it's about the process, getting yourself in the best position, giving yourself the best chance to get that call right. Um, I mean, it's a, there's only two possible calls half the time. So sometimes you do get lucky and sometimes you get really unlucky. You're in the right spot, right, right time and you just stuffed it up. So there's lots of little things like that um, that it's really hard to see from an outside look at him. But once you start paying attention to that stuff, like myself, in all sports, like start paying attention to officials. You're like, oh, this is, look at this guy doing this. He's doing this because of this, this, and this, et cetera. So. I remember um, uh, we had a, we had an umpire out here from Japan and Taka, and it was the first Taka that friend of the pod and your friend, your coworker, Paul Ladder, he gets another shout out on the podcast. God damn. Didn't want to give him too much, uh, <laughs> too much on the pod. We're both upset about that. But Paul brought him out here and Taka, I can't remember his last name. It was a very difficult one for me. Just Not, are you talking about ABL Taka? No, the first Taka. This, this okay, would have, right. I was like 12, 13. So this is oh, okay. a long, long time ago. Um, and man, I remember my dad saying to me, we were watching, I was down, I was down in Lismore on a Friday night, exactly where you and I were last weekend, right? And dad said to me, he goes, look at how he, he, he stands between innings. Between innings, he would stand at the, at the line, on the base of the line, and, and just there. Like, he wouldn't turn around. He wouldn't, you know, it was just business. And it was like, ah, oh. you know, that's, like you said, like, it's a demeanor thing. But, like, those little things, it's like, oh, man, that's huge, you know. Like, and I've been, I've been around, like, you know, hearing things of, like, oh, well, yeah, like when you went through, you went over and you left your drink bottle here or whatever. And just like there's random things that you wouldn't think of that you're like, I mean, this is all at a lower level to what you're dealing with, but still it's all, and you just go, wow, like, yeah, there is so much here that you actually have to, to think about. It's not just, not just getting the calls right, which is very fucking difficult. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's why I look at it. I just think, man, oh, it's, it, I, I think it's a harder road. To be honest, I saw a I saw a stat during like the MLB playoffs this year, and they did like uh um like a stat cast for the umpires, and it was like this one guy behind the plate out of like four hundred and twenty five like chances, he'd gotten two wrong out of four hundred and twenty five pitches, and I was like. That's insane because these guys are throwing 100 miles an hour. And he probably got like, like yelled and screamed at those two pitches as well. Like <laughs> no one remembers the but, ones you get right. But the, the, miss, right. the misses were like, it's like those ones where there's like a slither of the ball is touching like the strike zone, but yeah. majority of the baseball is outside of the strike zone. It's just like, and that's what we're like seeing crazy. this this evolution with baseball, right? Like how everything's becoming more technology based and, and video is becoming a bigger and bigger thing. Like you look at umpires in like the eighties and nineties, you look at like a famous guy, like Eric Gregg, uh, an umpire back in the, in the eighties, he used to call like a foot off the plate. You know, you look at like, <laughs> like, uh, you know, Maddox and like all these guys that just used to hit corners and they were hitting corners like well off the plate and it was just being rewarded. And that's like, no way would that be acceptable nowadays. We've gone to like this technology that 
that's the thing with any level of officiating is um, once the standard gets better, the like people's expectation also raises. It keeps going up and up and up and up. And it'll, you'll never like quench that thirst, that expectation. Like you bring in like an automatic strike zone, like me personally, yeah, great. Bring in an automatic strike zone, it makes my job easier. But then you're just going to get frustrated with the technology. Like the technology, yeah, might be more accurate, but then you're going to be like, like we see with DRS, like in cricket, you, you see like it goes to umpire's call because of set parameters and people still get mad. Like people are like, oh, the technology, this is terrible. Like, and there was, it's like a pendulum. It's gone the other way. It's like, oh, we should make, take, you know, make the umpire's call. Like everything should be out, you know? So no matter how much you change the standard, the expectation is always going to be ahead of it when it comes to officiating. I don't think that there could be a harder job right now with the level of technology involved than being a big league umpire. You know, like you said, you know, he misses two calls. I mean, and these K zones that they show on the TV, it is live action right in your face. And now you've actually said something interesting. That's another question I wanted to hit you with is how do you feel about this automatic strike zone and the way that the game's going? Because I mean, uh, uh, our friend of the pod that will remain nameless, that does not, uh, he's the silent third party of the pod. Uh, him and I have this conversation all the time. And I'm like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm weirdly a traditionalist. Like, I just don't like the idea of having an automated strike zone. I love the idea of having an umpire. I hate this. I actually don't like this K-zone thing as much as, as I should being a younger person. But I just think it's, it's shit. Like, I, I don't like that, you know? Like... Um, yeah, I just think, man, like it, I, I just, I don't know, man, I really don't like the idea of this automated strike zone. Well, how, how do you feel yeah. about it? What's, what's, what's the thoughts on I mean, it throughout it's a mixed, the system? It's a mixed bag. It's a mixed bag for me because professionally, like if some, if there's something in my earpiece telling me you know, they call a ball or a strike, I'm like, fantastic. Like I've now my like responsibility has been hard. Like if someone yells about a pitch, I'd just be like, oh man, that's what the computer says. But from like an actual baseball fan perspective, I'm like, man, like you're already like taking a lot of emotion. I, like baseball should be an emotional sport. It should be like lulls followed by excitement. And then if you're taking away one of those outlets, like it just is, a, it becomes a less enjoyable game. Like I know this sounds weird, but sometimes, and certainly like I don't encourage this, but like yelling and screaming at umpires or anything like that. But sometimes in your head, you kind of need to blame the umpire. Like if you have a, you have a day at baseball, baseball's a game where we fail, right? Like, like let's say you're a, a hitter or, or like Mickey G's on, on the mound right now. And, you know, he's hitting spot, spot, spot. It's not being given. He's shoving. Um, That's the term. He's shoving. He's These shoving. guys use that. And, he shoves, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes like, man, like the – Man, that umpire wouldn't he wouldn't give me those i was hitting spot and it wasn't giving me like i just got really unlucky with the umpire today but you bring in an automatic strike zone and now those pitches like i was hitting my spots but like uh actually it was outside of k zone so i was just failing i just wasn't good enough like and then it becomes a less enjoyable experience like for everyone particularly the fans the fans love to outlet that type of stuff it's so hard for a fan in any sport to go well, at the end of the day, the other team was better. My team just wasn't good enough. It's always like, ah, we were unlucky because like the ref made this call and this call. Like, like certainly, like I said, there's you don't need to yell and scream about it and drop f bombs and stuff. But like, there can be some resignation that 
the human part of the game allows for error and sometimes it's not our fault. And so we don't need to like blame ourselves. But uh, yeah, that's just me. That's the difference between professional me who's like, yeah, bringing the strike zone, great, makes umpires jobs easier to being like a real fan of baseball being like, nah, it's not good for the game. Yeah. I would much prefer throw to a real life person calling balls and strikes than a computer. Because I think that the computer doesn't, the computer, if you, if you're just dotting balls on the outside corner and you're just living there, well, the computer doesn't give a shit, but if the umpire, if a human sees that and they're like, Oh yeah, that's, you know, he's hitting the same spot consistently. Well, if you keep hitting the same spot consistently, well then you're probably more likely going to get the call. If you're just living in those Um, areas, I'm also very good. Like no one else in the Lismore league here can duck a fastball like I can. So I would not mm. be happy if there was an automated strike. So uh, no, you're right, Mick. Sorry. I've been a smart ass. No, you're totally right. I, I, th- I Yeah. I think we're right on the same page there for sure. Are you, were you saying there before Tom that, um that you basically, you, you don't really want to give like the impression that it's okay to shout at umpires, but are we are we discussing that maybe there's a bit of a there's a bit of a leash that you'll allow guys to have? You'll give them a bit of a rein if they're in certain scenarios. Is that what we're discussing here? Yeah, look, I think there's a difference between emotion in the game and like like aggressive, like just berating, like and the game's evolved from that. Like, yeah, I'd say pretty much every manager in the ABL maybe bar like one or two kind of a bit more old school guys certainly the newer school guys like a great example guy like tank uh who's one of the most knowledgeable guys in the sport i mean his personality was already there um understands that like him going out and getting himself like too like uh, emotionally invested in the game isn't the best for his role and responsibility yeah there's a time for firing up the team but getting to the point of getting yourself ejected, is that really the best like outcome for, for the game for him? Sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't, but like it happens more and more. Like guys will come out nowadays and we've all heard the, the story where guys will come out and be like, Hey, like they'll, they'll be yelling and like animated. Hey, that's a fantastic call, but my team's terrible today. And I just need you to throw me out of the game. Like that, that happens more and more. You wouldn't believe it. Like you see these guys going nuts. Like, um, I think they're doing it less in, in the big leagues nowadays that you got guys like John boy out there, like reading lips and stuff and there's hot mics going on, but <laughs> certainly like where there's not mics around like ABL minor league baseball, it, it still happens. It still happens. I, Tank, know, for, I know for I a fact it's happening. Has, has any, have any managers been ejected this year yet in the ABL? Yeah. Yeah. There has been. Okay. I, I, Tom's like, I haven't, I, haven't, I, haven't, I haven't seen a game where there has been one. So Tom's like, yeah, man. Yeah, there have been. Yeah. What, what, no, it wasn't me. When, it wasn't me, though. When, so when was this, though? Two things. Was two I, things before we, we, we nearly interrupted that. Tom was telling, Tom was leading us into a story there where he oh, was saying sorry. that basically it has happened where a, a manager has come out to him and gone, Hey, I need you to dump me. Is that right, Tom? Is that where we were going with that? Before? It's happened to me, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. I don't know if it's happened in the ABL to me. I know it has happened in the ABL, and like I said, I know it's happened recently as well. That's, that's what all, we were getting at. The recently like, bit. Was I think if me. you if you look at enough video, you can you can work it out. But 
um, at the end of the day, like uh, it's it's a show. Like at the end of the day, their objective is to fire up the team and they don't want a farm director being like, man, why are you getting like suspended by the league for three games? Cause you know, you call this guy a cocksucker. Like you didn't need to do that. Just say, throw me out of the game. Like, and you see it more and more, like it does, it serves its purpose. It, it fires up the fans, which even if the team knows it's going on, it fires up the fans, which fires up the team. Like that's, that's what you need sometimes that emotion. And that's that emotion in the game. You know, there's still room for emotion in baseball. Like, who doesn't love pitching in front of a packed out stadium versus, you know, a hub game at 10 a.m.? Like, there's <laughs> definitely a big difference in atmosphere um, and emotion plays the biggest part of that. Have you had any, I don't want to get into it too hard because obviously this is, this is probably a question that you thought was coming. Um, and I, and I don't, and I, I want to be tasteful about it. It's not about just like airing dirty laundry or anything like that, but what is one of the funnier ejection stories that you've had where I would rather look at it as like a, not as a thing where a guy's like, Oh, super mad or anything like that. But like the subtle nod where it's like, he knows what he's trying to do. Like you both know what's going on here. Have you got any of those? Has there been any real good ones that you've had over your career? Yeah. Yeah. I've been warned on a, on a getaway day um, prior to the game starting that they were going to get themselves ejected. And the reasoning was that, hey, like my football team's playing tonight. Um, <laughs> I'm just sick of this stuff. Like I've already got the beers in the fridge, like ready to go. I'm going to come out, like depending on the situation, four, five, six inning, like just, you know, like put on a show. I'm not going to pretend like to yell. I'm actually going to yell, but just know it's not going to be personal, blah, 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 blah. And yeah, this person like ran out and, they they went they went bonkers without like saying like stuff that would get them in trouble by the league you know like without too much name calling etc and you know i went uh, a little toe-to-toe with them back and forth like and 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 they were gone and and their parting words were like you know thank fuck for that can't wait to see you next time around (laughs) so i mean there's there's lots of there's lots of objections that like i mean you look back on and you're like that was fun like in the emotion there's a lot of unsavory ejections as well where you're like man that was not cool like but for the most part like i said the evolution of the way baseball's going like it's such a professional job you run a guy the night before and you guys are like toe-to-toe going at it disagreeing um the biggest um proof of a character and a manager that we always like to see is if they get tossed particularly if it's not like a particularly nice ejection like they're genuinely like pissed off at you is that they come out of the plate meeting the next day, shake your hand, and then and move on. Like um, the the guys that you know get themselves a bad name, and it's not just managers; it's players as well. Are the guys that like take it to heart because we can't blame everyone by the end of the year. You know, we can't take that stuff personal. Like uh, so, yeah. if if anyone you know ever gets ejected, like without like like still understand like, Hey, I yelled at this guy last night. He's not going to necessarily be peachy with me, but show him respect the next day. Like that goes so far with us. Um, and that's just every umpire. Um, and and also, that's a two way street. And also you, you umpires get, you get graded on how you can not graded, but that's another one of those little things like bouncing back after an ejection. 
you can't just have the shits after some guy comes out and chews you out for five, 10 minutes, does the classic one where he throws the base or what, you know, like that, that sort of thing. You can't just stand there with a, with the, with a sour puss face. Like, you know what I mean? Like you have to be straight back into game mode. Am, am I right? Am I? So, so yeah, yeah, like, for sure. you know, where players can still ride you for another four or five innings, if they want to, they can be like, Oh yeah. You know, subtle, subtle jab, subtle jab, subtle jab. Whereas the umpire's got to be able to be thick skin, water off a duck's back, you know? Like, I think, man. Bro, like- JJ, you were there. The When we were down in Lismore, I'm, like, doing this road trip down in Lismore, and I, I just finished, like, six hours at work. I, like, got up early because I had to leave early to get down in Lismore. But the whole car trip down, I'm, like, psyching myself up. I'm, like, all right, you got to be on point. You get the first plate of this series. Like, you set the tone, like. Be, be sharp out there and and you know because if you don't start out sharp that's gonna it's gonna put the series around the very first inning i lost the count oh and it was just it was the most like and i like you know like everyone's like oh that's funny i'm like ha at the same time like man i just want the ground uh, to swallow me up yeah, like because yep. it's embarrassing you're on fox sports and you've started the first inning of the first game of the series like these two teams haven't seen you this season and these guys like particularly imports who don't know they're like who the fuck is this guy can't even count to three two and you know you just i just had to deal with it and bounce back and 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 you're right if that plays on your mind the rest of the game you're screwed but that's the same as a player like like make if you're pitching you give up a home run first pitch of the game you can't like as a professional you just got to dial back in like you can't let that rattle you so and that's what separates good umpires from great umpires absolutely man and and i Oh man, I understand. I resonate with that so good, so much because I am the guy that will embarrass himself, do something dumb, whether it is anywhere, you know. Even as, and I relate that to telling a joke on stage that just bombs, and you've just got to keep going and keep getting them back. But I remember that you, I was doing, I was actually doing the ground announcing this weekend for those of you that didn't know. Uh, this weekend passed, and uh, and Tom was doing the plate, and he turned, he looked up to me. And asked me for the count. And I just remember looking at you, man. And I was like, oh, man, I can't help you. I don't even know. I have no idea. I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm just thinking like, fuck, man. And then then everyone's like, oh, the scorers are over there. And I was like, just, and you, oh, fuck. You know, like you look up to me and fuck, he's he's gone to the wrong way. Got over to the scorers. It's just like, hey, but hey, but you're human, man. Like, I think that's that's fine, you know. And and not just because you're here, like to your credit, like, there was no, there was no issues all weekend, you know, like um, all of the calls were great. Like, honestly, like that's, you know, that's the thing. Like there was, yeah, there was no dramas and, and it was great. You know, like I think that was an, un, that was a weird one because I remember hearing uh, the guys on the broadcast talk about the, uh, do the mention it on commentary. Cause they said, Oh man, what, what an unusual day in the office for, for, for Tom West, because you know, there was the, there was the, uh, there was the count issue as well as the stolen base on that play where the guy got the right. walk and stole the base. But then, then after that inning or, or through that inning, there was a mound visit about the mound. Is that right? The, oh, the landing yeah. spot on the mound. Yeah, was, so was get an this. Issue? Okay. So this is, this leads me to another little thing that before I started umpiring, I was like a social media fiend and I still kind of am, but you can't like as an umpire or as a player, but we're seeing a little bit from players in the ABL. You can't like comment on stuff on social media about the game, right? Um, and so this man, like short notice, we're going down to Lismore. Um, they've got like 
what six days you guys had like this is definitely locked into here's the game so um credit to Lismore fantastic facility but the mound wasn't quite there yet considering if it's the off season anyway um there's in, directly in front of the plate there's this piece of like turf like in front of the pitcher's plate um that I guess was there to stop pitchers like digging in like I don't know anyway and like like Frank Gailey is like like what, what the fuck is this what, what the fuck what the fuck and I come out I'm like I don't know man I didn't put it there like, like what the fuck? I'm like oh you'll have to pitch with it like like what do what you want me to do like so like people losing anyway and then I like later in the series so the pitches then started like cheating a little bit they were digging the hole like you probably I don't know if you guys saw this they're digging the hole like good like five six inches in front of the pitches plate and uh and someone uh a keen-eyed fan has spotted this on like the fox sports broadcast taking a, a photo of this and this pitch is like you know like a good five inches from the rubber but in like the, the hole because every um, pitch is pitching from there i'm gonna i'm gonna out all of this right now and i i i so oh. yeah i'm outing it no, i'm do doing it. it no i'm doing it i don't care and he doesn't care either i was talking to him as well abl memes follow at abl memes that's where the, that's where the post is and if you'll see, it's an orange shirt with the number 36. Uh, that's best friend of the pod. Hashtag best friend of the pod, Bobby Erasmus. He was a good amount okay. off the rubber. And let me just pull it up right now because I sent it to him. And I said, hey, Bobby, what's going on? And he, go- <laughs> he goes to me. His response was, uh, let, me, let me just pull it up right now. If, if my ankle could bend 90 degrees the- and then only I could touch the plate. I was like, oh, I know. So no, he was he was cool about it. He was just having a joke about it. But um, yeah, I mean, hey, I uh, one of those one of those moments though, JJ. You just want to like hop on social media and be like, guys, you don't know the full story. What's going on here? Like, but Uh, you know, here's what it is. Like, social social media and and uh, Bobby and I may or may not have discussed it, but yeah, keyboard keyboard warriors (laughs) for sure, absolute keyboard warriors. But you know, hey. It is what it is, man. Like that's that's the thing. And swig of beer for those of you listening to the pod that uh, are playing the drinking game. That is, uh, every time we say it is what it is, you have to have a sip. Uh, but like these guys, yeah, yeah, Tom has a sip. Uh, they don't understand. Yeah, okay. Officially, it was announced. I, of course, I'm going to be pro Lismore in this case because I was I was I was there helping out a little bit. Um, the guys were working around the clock to get these fields right. Like there was lots of work done. Uh, and yeah, you know, officially, yeah, it was, it was actually officially like three or four days. They only announced that the Tuesday or the Wednesday before the actual thing. But, um, anyways, uh, let's go back to the actual thing. It was a funny day at the office for you there. That, that first little bit, you know, you're just like dealing with all this. And it just took me back to pitching on, um, pitching on Baxter field there as a kid, but before we had all this beautiful clay and all this kind of stuff, and it was just sand, you know, those mounds used to get dug the hell out. You get into an afternoon game, man. And there's just like, Oh, it is what it is there. But well, half the time you were drying it out there. Like every timber jacks, I went down there every, I'm pretty sure I played state titles against you down there back yep. when you were playing for FNC with Gillespie and Margo and those guys. And, yep. and, uh, and you just bring your gumboots down every time. It's come such a long way. That facility is fantastic. Brandon Gillespie is one of the best baseball catchers I've, I've ever seen. There you go. There's a little random, random pod fact for you guys. Uh, but anyways, that's uh, there. We're getting way off topic right now. 
there's actually a couple more things that I really want to ask you about, uh, Tom. And one of them, one of them, Mick and I were discussing very, very recently uh, on our last episode. I don't know if Michael's going to remember this, but have you seen so the sliding mitts, right? Yeah. So yeah. are there guys trying to game these things or what? Like, cause I just started, I got the shits last time. I was like, I was like, what is going on? I was like, can a guy basically have his hand out a little bit, get that little bit extra on the sliding mitt? How does it work? Is there something, is there, is there been a briefing on these towards the umpire? Talking about the oven, you're talking about the oven mitts? The oven mitt. That's exactly what we call it. <laughs> I was trying, Mick and I were calling it oven mitts and, and I actually asked him, I said, how long do you reckon it's going to be until we see someone with a sliding mitt in club ball? And he said, you should go out there with an oven mitt. And I was like, I'll fucking do that next season for oh, sure. You guys haven't played GBL like Div 6. I've seen guys like, it's so funny. You see that guy who thinks he's like all that, like in the lower division. He's got the elbow guard, all that stuff, like that 50 mile per hour spinner. Like, I don't know, like a lot of guys are using it. Like, I think you're right. They're kind of cheating. Um, and there's so much like extra equipment nowadays that we're being told like, uh, don't do anything. But if it seems suspect, and someone says something, report it. Um, so I don't think they even really know where the line is right now because you start putting like limitations and that stuff, it just becomes crazy. But I don't know, like, so are you not, no you're actual... not a big fan of the other bit? Well, it just kind of weirded me out. Yeah, Mick, yeah, go on. So, well, to be fair though, I think a lot of those guys wear those so like their fingers don't get stepped on with cleats. Yeah. But I could totally see myself like putting my hand halfway through it because I'm not very fast. So I need all the length I can get. Yeah, if for I sure. Me slide. too. That's exactly yeah. what I'm going to so, do. So, yeah, I just, I mean, I don't think anyone would do that. And if you're fast enough, you definitely don't need to do it. But yeah, I don't know. Also, I actually hope that this ruins it for all those guys that wear them now. But they look like those self-tanning mitts for the fake tans okay yeah so you're out there with a fake tan mitt all right you losers take it off just because you're quick doesn't mean you get to wear a funky glove all right i'm not happy about it i'm really upset about it so I, mean, no I, see, like, dude, I see the advantages and disadvantages because you see guys like trying to grab like literally grab the base more and that takes that ability away they usually put it with their right hand so they can like well yeah i guess because you're kind of trying to 90% of guys now, they're hosed. They're trying to swim move, which that's another change of evolution of umpiring. Like, used to be like, if you're out by like 20 feet on a tag, you're out. And nowadays with HD cameras and, and replay and stuff, it's like, no, you got to like stick with that play. And guys are savvy. Like, guys are pulling this swim move like all the time now. You think this guy's going to be out by 20 feet in the last second, he pulls that hand away, wraps the other one around the base. So, um, that changes the dynamic of umpire, and I guess that's harder to do if you've got no fingers on your hands. <laughs> yeah, our, our coach in college actually, because we like we would work on the different slides, and so when we would come to defense, we would have when we would work on tag plays, like as middle infielders, we would have like four different types of tags, like we'd have a quick one, we'd have like a sweeping one. And then we'd have a double tap. So like the double tap is for the swim move. And then there was a fourth one. I don't remember what it was, but we we would literally work on all these different types of tags to hang with, depending on what maneuver, like the base runner would use. It was yeah. bizarre. Never it's heard crazy. of it. It's crazy. It's absolutely loose. 
So mm. what, what moving forward for you, Tom, I mean, you're, you're now looking to go to, this is going to be your third year in double in double A, correct? Yep. So after this year, I mean, obviously we don't know with the restructure. We don't know. We have no idea really. Uh, well, you might have a little bit of an idea, but I mean, looking forward, I mean, like, let's just say it's a regular year as far as minor league baseball is concerned. This is this is a sort of a big year for you, you know, to get that promotion up to AAA. I mean, is that is that like how does how does this sort of work for you? You just go in, bang, just just get it right, get it done. Uh, yeah, you then sound you, like you sound like one of my supervisors. This is a big year for you, Tom, for yeah. sure. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I guess yeah. I just at the end of the day, like you just got to keep working on stuff that they the advice that they're giving you, like, and just continue to improve, like every day and. Um, that's a lot easier in the minor league setting compared to like uh, ABL setting where you're working, like you're, you're doing a game every single day. So you are improving and have an outcome to achieve every single day. Cause you can work on those 1% um, every day. And uh, I mean, yeah, you just got to like, just like watch yourself. And, and every single time I, I go watch video after a game, like, Oh, you know, watch 30, 40 minutes uh, pretty much every game, that I umpire over there and try and work out like, what don't I like? What, what do I like? What can I do better? Watch then watch other people's video. What did they do? Well, that would work for me. Try that. And then like do it. And then it's like, no, that doesn't work. I'm going to try someone else's. I'm going to try this version of it. You know, like I'm going to try and be here for this play, do that, etc. So it's like, it's the same as a player. You're working on lots of little like one percenters all the time. Yeah. You can't just, it's, it's all process-based. It's not results-based. Like, you can't be like, I want to throw 96. you got to be like, how am I going to achieve that? And what what can I do with my mechanics to achieve that? It's the same with umpire. Like, how can I get this outside pitch better? Like, okay, am I going to work on my, my stance? Like, am I tracking the ball the way in the glove? Like, uh, what's this look like? What's that look like? How can I make this adjustment? Like a lot of it's self-coaching. And I think that's the key to any development is once you can teach yourself to make adjustments successfully, that's where you can develop the best. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's amazing. What would you say to someone that's obviously, you know, interested in umpiring? Uh, what, what would be what would be your biggest uh, a bit of advice now that you're say, like you said, 10 years into this journey, what would be your bit of advice for them to, 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 you know, if they want to go to the level that you're at, to the minor leagues, to the big leagues. Uh, have fun. Like there's no way you can like continue doing this. If you're not already having fun, like you can't go, I want to make a career out of this if you don't enjoy it or at least know how to enjoy it. I tell that to like, cause I, I do like, I still teach little league umpires over here and stuff like that. And there's so much fun that can be have had with just being involved in the game and, and doing your own thing. Like I can give you, uh, anyone can give like mounds of advice, but at the end of the day, if you don't enjoy yourself, it's not the thing for you to do. Like, unless you've got some ulterior motive to do it, like you're just the only person that will put their hand up. But even if that is the case, find a way that'll make it fun. Like, who, would, who wants to play baseball if they're not enjoying themselves? Like, go go out in the clubs or something like that. And it's the same with umpiring. Like, just find the way that you enjoy yourself the most. Yeah, wow. That's awesome. That's so good. 
I, uh, what would you, I was just going to basically razz Mick up a little bit and say, you know, if, if, if you could, would you just call four straight balls next time he pitched just to just no matter how down the street they were just to really get him pissed off? Would you, would you do that? I think I'm always, I'm always generous with, uh, with Nick. I think, uh, back at the video. Yeah. Definitely, uh, more pluses than minuses. A little conspiracy. Maybe maybe I do owe him. Maybe I owe him some, I don't know. There you go. (laughs) I, uh, I was thinking before too, when you're talking about Tank, I was like, you're like, oh, he's such a good guy and whatever. And I was like, man, he's a catcher. He's an ex-catcher. Of course he is. He hangs out with umpires all day. Do you ever get guys like, just before we go, because obviously we're going to wrap up soon and and I feel like we've had you for so long, but but just but do you ever get guys just sucking up hard and you're like, man, I know what you're doing. Like, don't play this game with me. Like, is that a thing? Uh not yeah, so much anymore. Yeah, no, like you got to treat different people different. I'm trying to think like, obviously like younger guys are trying to make a bit more of an impression. Like, and there's some great young catches out there and, um, and, but they're doing it like not in a, in a way that they're like, I'm looking to take advantage of you. Like I'm trying to work with you. Like, um, but I don't know, catch some catches are wily. Like I always used to tell like, uh, it's not just like the tank type catches. I used to tell Alan D. San Miguel dirty when he was catching. I was like, man, like he'd point stuff out and be a pain, like, but in the right way. Cause he'd, he'd know that he knew the game, knew the game really well. And be like, he can't do this. I'm like, yeah, man, but come on, like, give me a break. I'm like, man, I hope you never become a manager. And uh, unfortunately, <laughs> it's gone full circle. I can, he's, uh, I've always told him he's going to be a handful when he's a manager uh, when I'm on par. And so I, I'm looking forward to this tomorrow. Tomorrow I'll see him. So we'll see how we go. There you go. That's it. Well, man, look, we really, really appreciate having you on the pod. And I know, like, I know as soon as I get off this, as soon as I get off this Zoom, I'm going to have like another 40 questions for you. Cause I, yeah, I really think that this is, uh, this is, this is a fun episode. And uh, like I said, man, appreciate your time. And, uh, I guess, I guess just all the best. I really, I'm really excited to see. Do you think, uh, I mean, this, this might be a dumb question, sound like a dumb question, but um, are we going to have Tom West in the big legs in, in say five years? Is, is that, is that the plan? It's hard, isn't it? That's a rough one. That's a rough one. Isn't I mean, it? give myself a shot. I mean, you'll see in the ABL the next five years. So I'm not disappearing anywhere, but uh, that's the idea, eh? Mate, I, I hope we do. I really hope we see you in the big leagues. I think that's unreal. And um, I, I mean, I used to, I used to muck around umpiring as well. I'm not muck around, but I was mucking around. You were doing it as you were doing this. And now look at you, man. Like it's unreal. So it's so good to see that, you know, like let's hope going through this year into AAA and then uh, next thing you know, Tom West, big league umpire. But either way, man, we really appreciate your time and, uh, and uh, yeah, look forward to to watching everything uh, everything that happens over your career. It's unreal. JJ, coach, love the pod. Just keep doing what you guys are doing. It's fantastic. Love to listen to it. So uh, yeah, cheers for today, guys. Appreciate it. Cheers, man. See you later. Catch up. There you go. There you go. That was our chat with Tom West, baseball umpire. What'd you think of that? That was a bit of fun, huh? Yeah, it was a good chat. Just uh, yeah, hear out what uh, what being a minor league baseball umpire is like. I know, man. Didn't Everyone, know. I think a lot Didn't of people know. are going to be like, oh, umpire. Nah. When they actually listen to it, they're going to go, oh, that's unreal. That's cool. Might be the Players Podcast. 
maybe this episode was the umpires podcast who knows no it's still gonna be the umpires podcast I, I actually didn't know that they had to drive themselves I between I f- places I knew that because it, it it's it's rough man that is a rough gig man a minor league umpire for sure mm. so yeah we'll see what happens no yeah yeah maybe things are going to change very soon who knows we don't know but man who knows what a grind like that that's rough i think that's the hardest part the fact that you have to basically drive like finish a game finish the series and then drive yourself and then the other thing that we didn't even really hit on with him was like dealing with dudes that you don't like like what if you get stuck in a rotation with a dude like imagine you and i having to spend all summer driving around with each we'd hate each other like you know yeah we already do i mean we already do yeah yeah exactly so imagine if we actually had to spend time in like close proximity with each other oh my god not just on zoom good lord good lord goodness gracious but there you go that was our chat with tom west on the players podcast pretty awesome we appreciate tom jumping on man and uh we hope you guys enjoyed it the listeners and if you did let us know hit us up on our socials at players podcast australia on the gram search us players podcast australia on the facial book and miggy g here we go what are we on le twitter the players pod au jeremy that's right the players pod au hit us up on the twitter uh miggy g mans that he is the twitter guy he's the twitter guy for the players podcast all right he knows mm. all about the twitter sphere so at tweet him and retweet him and do all those things that you do on the twitter we have we had a twitter feud because i haven't even no. i haven't have we had a twitter feud with anyone no nah. 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 no no Nah, not, not really a thing. Do you reckon we could? Do you reckon we could get like a bit of Twitter beef? I feel like that's how we... Between do. who? I don't know. Maybe like another podcast or something. Like, I don't know. No? You don't want to do that? Okay. I think... No, I think no, no, I think we've got like a total of maybe like 10 followers, so... Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so we're crushing it. Yeah, we're killing it. Oh, well, there you go. Check us out on the Twitter. Give us a follow if you got Twitter. Follow us if not. Yeah, give us a give us a follow. Bump up the number. Maybe we'll reach twenty by the end of next week. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, that'd be awesome. And if you haven't already, why don't you guys leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts? Yeah, check it out. Leave us there. That's going to help us with the ratings. It's going to help us heaps bumping up all the rankings and all that kind of stuff. We really appreciate it. And make sure you subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Google there's others but i don't know what they are but check them out we're on all of the platforms so hit us up make sure you subscribe and leave a nice review we really appreciate it i guess we kind of didn't really get an answer about the oven mitt thing hey like he kind of did but he kind of didn't but i mean i think we're still uh i think that one's still out on the jury that one i didn't realize how much that kind of pissed me off until the end of last episode i've been thinking about that since between now and then and I was like man that really does annoy me the oven mitt thing so eh, there you go mm. news there you go maybe maybe that's going to be like the next Hunter Pence pants and we'll like make it a thing where we you know oven mitts mm. who knows who knows it's up to the the listeners of the podski there you go throwing it out to the pod pods verse anyways let's wrap this thing up let's go do you want to do it no you, you got, got it. it oh yeah okay all right is it because I made fun of your English accent earlier Oh, potentially, yeah. I'm sorry, yeah. man. I really actually really enjoyed that. That was fun. 
Do you want to nah, do? it's all good. Do you want to nah. do the? You, can you do the goodbyes for me, please, in the English accent? Please, just one more time. Nah. Just, that's it. I promise. I was only joking. Nah. Like, it wasn't even that bad. Come on, just one more. Come on, just wrap it up. No, nah, I got, I got nothing for you. All right, that's I'm it. Out. Look, we appreciate you guys for listening. Thank you so much. Uh, and that's that. See you later. Be good to each other. Au revoir. Bye. Bye.